Welcome to the Minister's Friend podcast with pastor and author Dr. John Kimball. The Minister's Friend is a podcast helping pastors and other church workers navigate the challenges of leading the flock. John has been a church planter, a local church pastor, a seminary professor, and a denominational leader. He coaches and mentors pastors and missionaries around the world. Drawing on over 30 years of experience in local, regional, and national ministry, John and some of his colleagues provide practical guidance on the topics you request. We are so glad you've joined us. And now, here's our host, Pastor John. Thank you, Anna, and hello, everyone. Welcome to Episode 12 of the Minister's Friend Podcast. I'm so glad you've joined us today. Pornography and sexual addiction is possibly the most pervasive problem in our society today, and it has most certainly impacted the church. Men, women, teens, church leaders, and even pastors now struggle with pornography and sexual addiction, and the problem is growing. Last time we learned that the average age of exposure to porn in America today is eight years old. And yet the church remains largely silent about this issue. In this episode of The Minister's Friend, we continue my interview with Paul Zunker, the founder of Turnback Ministries based out of the Twin Cities in Minnesota. Today, Paul talks about the incredible value of prevention when it comes to the use of porn, especially in the church. He also helps us understand how to respond when the church learns that someone, even its pastor, has fallen. Again, this episode's topic may not be appropriate for younger listeners. Here's the final segment of my interview with Paul Zunker. You know, there are things like Covenant Eyes and, and other tools that you can use. What, what are the tools that you're finding are really the best for people to use to protect their teenagers and their, their kids, uh, protect their households from getting the stuff inside the house? Yeah, a hammer. And uh, break the screens <laughs> of anything that comes in. <laughs> okay, besides smashing uh, the phones. <laughs> okay, well, besides that, um, <laughs> um, there, there's programs, you know, if you want to do it from a household standpoint, there's things like OpenDNS and things that you can do uh, from the router standpoint mm -hmm. uh, that really shuts things down household-wise that you can put a, a, a password on and restrict that content from coming in. Um, you can put um, time limits, you know, when... when your kids or you, because mm -hmm. you're doing it for yourself too right, as well, right. uh, can access the internet and then shut that down. But uh, personally for me, I use Covenant Eyes. Um, okay. I, I found that's the best out there because they have a, a full-time, fairly large tech support team that can keep up with all of the different um, iOS and Android mm -hmm. updates that come out. Mm -hmm. One of the biggest problems is you know you have to have root um, integration into these phones and into the, the oh, mobile yeah. devices oh, yeah. in order to be monitoring things. So there's so many updates that come out that you just can't keep up with it. So Covenant Eyes does a phenomenal job keeping up with all of these updates. Um, and it, there's accountability, so it, it sends out reports to your accountability partners to say where you've been, Great. which for me is a huge deterrent. You know, If I'm mm -hmm. tempted to look at a site, I know I shouldn't. I know that I'm going to have to report it to my uh, three guys that gave right. reports right. every single day. Right. Uh, but then the thing that I love with them is that they have uh, an app locking feature uh, for mobile devices where it just either completely shuts down your ability to download apps or once you download the app it keeps it locked uh, until your accountability partner can unlock it and say mm. okay this is a legit app you know let's, nice. let's go ahead and do it so you know I've been walking in freedom for a number of years from this stuff uh, but I will always have you know coming eyes on all of my devices because it just takes a split second to go the wrong yep. direction yep 
So uh, let's let's get back to the the church context here. What should a pastor or a leadership team do if they learn that a staff member or you know an elder or somebody like that is is addicted to porn? Sure. Uh, in this environment today, I always start off that type of question by saying, you know, proactively, even before you get to that point, hmm. all of your church ministry leaders and especially the the pastoral level leaders should have something like Covenant Eyes or some kind of accountability software mm-hmm. on their phone or their computers. Um, the pastor I grew up with, um, Pastor Les Tackett in at the Grace Bible Church in West Dallas, mm-hmm. uh, phenomenal man of God, doesn't struggle with this issue at all, but has himself accountability partners around this particular issue to mm-hmm. make sure that he doesn't go down that road. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that's such a critical thing uh, to do, to start with. Um, but if you discover that there is a ministry leader or a pastor that's involved in pornography, I believe you know the biblical uh, steps for confronting a brother in sin, it, it applies. There's nothing different for a pastor uh, just because he's a pastor. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, immediate removal from ministry, that doesn't mean immediate removal from the church and taking out back and shot. Right. Mm-hmm. That's right. That's the problem we see with with churches today is when they discover that an associate or a pastor is stuck in this. So they immediately remove the pastor from ministry, make it a very public spectacle, which is embarrassing for him, but also their family. You know, mm-hmm. we need to take the pastor's wife and family into account here, too, as well. And then really just take them out back and shoot them. <laughs> yeah. and, and and they end up uh, out of the church and very frustrated. There's there's bridges burning. It's just a bad thing. And he doesn't get the help he needs. So. Right. I believe that when there is anybody, especially a church leader that's caught in habitual sin, they do get removed from ministry right away. Uh, but typically, it's a, it's a private thing at first. Uh, however, you want to announce it to your congregation is you know whatever you feel you should do. Uh, but then there's programs you know that Pure Desire has out there. You know the Conquer series is a great one. Seven Pillars of Freedom is a great one uh, that they immediately plug into and start going through. And Pure Desire has a program called PDL, it's Pure Desire Leaders, mm-hmm. uh, where they have groups and counseling specifically geared towards pastors uh, when they have this issue and they've fallen. But the great thing about that PDL program is it's a proactive thing uh, that churches and ministries can put into place mm-hmm. where there's help ahead of time that somebody can reach out to and say, listen, I'm, I feel like I may be starting to struggle with this particular issue. What can I do? And they mm-hmm. immediately step in along with the church and the board or whoever they they have assigned to oversee that program there and start working to shepherd this person in the way that they're not going to go down that road. So Excellent. I think pre- preventative maintenance these days uh, is where churches have to go and have to address before something happens. You know, as you and I are recording this, just this last week at Harvest, you know, we've looking at, you know, some pretty big name guys right. that are falling to this kind of thing. And, and um, we, we can't assume it's not going to happen in our own church, even if we're big or small. So preventative maintenance in this type of thing is such a huge key but then if you do find that somebody has fallen uh shepherding them and coming alongside of them in love um to help restore them so hopefully someday they can be back in ministry and have a whole right. different way to minister to people right. is such a critical thing right yeah the, the, the matthew 18 process you know so much of the american church today is afraid of you know church discipline those words strike fear in their mm-hmm. hearts because they see it as punitive but in reality, discipline is not so much uh, a spanking. I mean, that's the, the American English has made discipline punitive. Discipline is training. I mean, that's where we get the word right. disciple from. And so it really is coming alongside, giving some some appropriate grace and, and taking them through a process where they can really be restored. 
And, I think uh, people stop in the First Corinthians model of church discipline, you know, where they yeah. remove the sinner from their midst. They don't go deep enough into Second Corinthians where, you know, Paul is telling them, bring this brother back in now that he's been restored. Right. Right? Bring him back into right. fellowship. And, you know, in Galatians 6, you know, if anyone's caught in a transgression, those who are spiritual should restore him Amen. in a spirit of gentleness. Right? Amen. So it's so important to do that, whether it's a church member or your pastor. You know, sometimes I wonder, and I, I really don't know this, I hope I'm not speaking out of school, but sometimes I wonder if people aren't really harsh about this particular sin because they're dealing with it themselves. And I can say from experience that the churches that have pushed back the hardest against starting these groups there, mm -hmm. um, a number of times over the last year, it's come out that that pastor then has fallen oh my, over that last yeah. year. So it's, you know, I've, I've personally been uh, in a church where the senior pastor has fallen to sexual sin. Mm -hmm. you know, having an affair with one of the women on the worship team. Oh my. Uh, and as you look back, you can say, oh, okay, oh, this would make sense and that would make sense. Yeah. Um, but it's very difficult to have uh, the light of truth shining on an area that you're struggling with because uh, Satan wants us to keep that stuff secret and in the dark. Right. And when the light of God's truth about especially sexual sin starts shining on it, uh, we see pastors go, uh oh, yep. okay, I might have to deal with my own. Right here too. So I think you're, I think you're pretty dead on with mm. your analysis there. So uh, tell me, how does Turnback Ministries lead men out of porn addiction? And you've you've mentioned the seven pillars several times. So I'm really interested to hear about the seven pillars. Sure. And I always like to say we don't lead men out uh, of sexual amen. bondage at all. It, <laughs> it is the, it is all the work of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Yep. <laughs> that does that. Uh, we just kind of help facilitate that. But you know whether it's the Conquer series, which is the best place for any church to start, okay. um, because the Conquer series really is designed for everybody to go through to start learning about how the enemy uses sexual sin. But it, since it's a whole church thing, it makes it much easier for people who are struggling with this to join that group because then okay. they don't feel like they're being singled out in that kind of group. You know, okay. every yeah. Tuesday, you know, I'm part of that group. Uh, so the Conquer series is is a great way to go. But both Conquer and the Seven Pillars uh, takes us back and lays a foundation of what does God's grace really mean to mm. us? You know, when we're caught in sin, what does God's grace mean? You know, do we have to work our way back to God? No, we don't. God's grace meets us right where we're at, uh, but we have to be repentant and turn away from mm -hmm. that sin. Mm -hmm. And so then after laying the foundation of grace and what that means, then it's looking back, why are we here in the first place? Because looking at pornography or any other type of sexual sin, that's not really the problem. It's a symptom of the problem. Okay. The problem lies in the heart. So, so often than not, there's some deep wounds in the past, typically family of origin wounds, father wounds that have happened to us, you know, maybe some kind of sexual abuse perpetrated against us that we are using to medicate over. Same okay. thing with drugs and alcohol. Yeah. Uh, we're typically medicating over things that we just don't want to deal with. So we dig deep into their past. Um, there's there's uh, a lesson that's the 10 most painful events of our life. Hmm. And guys really don't like going through that because now we're coming face to face with that stuff that we haven't wanted to deal with in mm -hmm. years. But that's a transformational turning point for them because now they brought it up uh, and, and it's something the enemy has been using uh, in secret that our brains really, you know, you start looking at the neurochemistry of an addiction and how our brains are built really compartmentalizes that stuff that's painful away, mm -hmm. right? There were mm -hmm. things in my past, there was some sexual abuse perpetrated against me uh, by a neighbor boy that was around the same age. And in my brain, it just said, well, you know, it's just, it's two kids just being stupid and whatever. Mm -hmm. But as I'm going through my treatment, it's like, oh, that was abuse. 
and it was against yeah. me. And as I started talking about it, I, I was getting physical sensations, and my counselor kind of stopped. He's like, "Well, what's the matter here?" And you know, my brain was opening this up that hasn't been open in a long time, and I was yeah. physically getting uncomfortable. So, there are things in our past that our brain pushes away that we medicate over. Mm. So, coming face to face with that stuff, um, and then laying it at the foot of the cross, knowing that you know God's grace and His His blood that he shed for us covers all of that stuff too uh, but then now that we've understood what that stuff is how do i start replacing uh, my desire to medicate pain over with unhealthy things now with healthy things mm -hmm. uh, and when my brain is triggered limbically what's the plan i'm going to put in place uh, to move away from the sin that I was using and covered over before. And that's when we really start getting into the difficult stuff for guys because it's easy to come up with a plan. It's not easy to execute that plan when we're yeah. so used to, you know, the wagon wheels going one direction. Now yeah. we got to take them the other direction. So, so much of it is connecting them with men, uh, whether it's an online group or physically, um, where they're sitting, meeting week to week, uh, and having them put together battle plans and really hold each other accountable. But then it's getting them in the word. Mm -hmm. Every day, mm -hmm. where it's daily quiet time with the Lord, and not just reading a passage, but you know, writing it out, transcribing it out, start to memorize God's word, uh, uh, and then ask the Holy Spirit, "Show me what you've got for me in this for today." Mm -hmm. And it's it's realigning that intimacy with Jesus yeah. Christ. Yeah. If that doesn't happen, you can do all the other stuff to a T. You're not going to find freedom unless you're intimate with Jesus Christ. So, mm -hmm. uh, those are the things that when you wrap all together. You know, the psychological side of things, dealing with our brain, along with realigning properly with Jesus Christ, that's really the only ticket to find freedom. Wow. This has been really good, Paul. Thank you so much for being on the Minister's Friend podcast. Thanks for having me, John. I really appreciate it. I learned something important from today's segment. There are many good Internet filters out there, but Covenant Eyes does the best job of keeping their tools updated for computers, tablets, and phones. I'm looking into Covenant Eyes for our own home. And please know, I do not get a commission for selling their product. We've compiled several links and resources for you. Please check out today's show notes for more information. And as we've noted before, we've provided contact information for you for both Turnback Ministries and Pure Desire Ministries in the show notes as well. Pastors, can I speak to you very personally? In my various roles over the years, I have watched as many clergy, some who were very close friends, have fallen into pornography or other sexual addiction. Any moral failure is bad, but this one seems to do the most damage to your family and your ministry. If you're part of the stats that we've been quoting in this podcast series, please find a confidant and talk to them about it. Ask them to help you get accountability software set up on all of your devices, and then ask them to monitor your Internet usage. For most of you, this one step will be enough to help you stop your dabbling. But if you're in deeper than that, please contact Pure Desire or Turnback Ministries before it's too late. Admitting your temptation does not necessarily mean you'll lose your ministry and credentials, but even that is better than destroying your marriage and your family. If you just don't know what else to do, you can contact us here at The Minister's Friend. If you've been blessed by our podcast, would you please subscribe on whatever platform you listen and leave us a review? It really helps us. And please also tell your friends about us. 
your recommendation to others is the only way that we are able to grow our audience. Thank you so much for your help. I'm glad you were with us today. And again, be sure to check out the show notes. Thank you so much for joining us here on the Minister's Friend Podcast. Let's do this again real soon. You've been listening to the Minister's Friend Podcast with pastor and author John Kimball. Be sure to check out today's show notes for additional tools, resources, and information. If today's episode has been helpful to you, let us know. You can shoot us an email at podcast at johnrkimball.com. That's podcast at johnrkimball.com. You can also leave a note on our Facebook page. These are also the best ways to suggest topics for future shows. We want to hear from you. And please tell your friends about us. Until next time, may God bless you and your ministry with great fruit for His kingdom. Bye!